Happy Wednesday, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. How are you going today, Anik? I'm good, man. I'm good. How are you? Yeah, pretty good. Is it Wednesday? I don't even know what day it is anymore. <laughs> it is, I believe it's, wait, is it Thursday? Yeah. Seven I think we Friday. should look. There you go, even better. Oh, it is Friday. That's right. We should check those beautiful things that we've got um, called cellular devices. Yeah, I know. I know. I mean, it's all right. Like, I, I'm actually starting to come around to it. Like, there's still some shit going on that sucks, obviously, and externally. But internally, I'm starting to come good. And, bro, I actually am starting to find peace in not having to wake up as early and kind of getting to do whatever I want. You know, I can't just go do nothing. But as long as I do kind of my shit that I do during the day, like, it feels pretty good. So, actually not knowing what day of the week is actually not that bad. It's actually meant to – it doesn't – it's no way it feels like a weekend. But What a time to be alive, though. Yeah, 100%. It's, I mean, absolutely nothing like it. And you just know we're going to look back on these days and talk about it and what it was like and everything else. It definitely makes you appreciate everything that we had and we still do have, like we're still so lucky to be in Australia and Australia is definitely, though we've had some losses, we've, we're in a really good position. Like we, uh, compared to the rest of the world, like we're probably going to get back to normalcy before everyone else does, most countries do. And we certainly haven't had the rate of fatality or infection that most Western countries have. I think that's a beautiful thing about having 25 million people in what the sixth or seventh largest country in the world, most countries are really highly condensed like the US and Italy and obviously China's like, there's no way, by the way, there's yeah, no way China got, uh, only have 3,000 deaths. I just got to say that. Yeah, there's no I think, way. I think they, they do this thing, uh, population study on how many people in a kilometer based on the area sort of thing. Yeah. I think we are down to like something like four, between three to five. Don't, uh, I, I, I remember seeing it, but I can't exactly remember where something like, uh, you know, America is up to 154 and then you've got China, which uh, China, which is in 200s and India is in like 400s per kilometer. So it's, it, you just think about that number for a second. Um, I could be pulling these numbers out of my ass. Nah, so don't right, quote yeah. me on it, I've read something but something like, like that. Yeah, well, that's right. And like, you look at like uh, California, for example, like the population of, Okay, well, yeah, well, population of California, the state of California, which is obviously on the, uh, the West Coast, uh, is just under 40 million people. Um, that was numbers based off 2018. Um, and the size of California is kind of like Victoria, except it's on a different angle. So it's probably like Victoria and a half, and it's got double our population essentially in that small space. So it is, you know, it's pretty, pretty unbelievable. That's exactly right. I, I think you look at Pakistan, Pakistan, yeah. I speak about Pakistan because I'm from Pakistan. Pakistan is the size of perhaps maybe New South Wales and Victoria combined, I believe. Um, and it's got uh, in two hundred in 400 million people or something like that. Maybe. Yeah, wow. What's, um, so, what's, what's, what's it like over there? I actually haven't heard much about Pakistan. I've heard, heard some bad stuff about obviously India, like they, they'd be they'd be doing it tough like China was originally. But what's the, Paki's been like? The Pakistan, they, they're doing actually very good. The reason being, the thing is, you got to remember Pakistan's a nation where they're not, they're obedient yeah, <laughs> to their yeah. leaders. Sure, uh, sure. And, you know, the and the leader, uh, Imran Khan, you remember Imran Khan, the cricket player. Is he the, is he the president? He's the prime minister of oh, Pakistan. Minister. Yeah. Oh, shit, I had yeah. no idea. So he, yeah, he's, uh, he's you know, he grew up in England. And he's got. He's very. Um, he's a very smart character, and he's one of those people that can actually lead a nation. So he's new school, and he's not the. You know, he's not the kind where you know he's not political, but he uh, he's good enough to lead people because people follow him not because of his 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 position, but because they like him. Yeah, because he's always that. been the national hero. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, someone who brought the you know the cup back to Pakistan in you know one of the one you know. I think he won the 94 or 92 World Cup, um, something yeah, like that. Yeah, in the 90s. Yeah, so, so he, you know, he brought the World Cup back. Maybe. Yeah, it might be. I, I don't exactly remember what World Cup it was. But yeah, so, you know, people respect him a lot. And, you know, he's obviously... The, the, there's, a, there's a split. Some people don't like him because he grew up in England and he's got that. Um, yeah, yep. So he's got that westernized, you know, there's photos of him, him drinking good old beer, throw, throwing back schooners. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, but people don't like him that because he's in, in an Islamic nation, but also in saying that people get that fact, he's the fact that he's new school and he understands um, how to run a country, which is which is good. And people listen to him. So when he said stay home, people said, okay, stay home. And, you know, he put... Uh, 
yeah, so people just stayed home and like not much enforcement through the military either, which is pretty brilliant given that they pull out military any given moment they can. You At know. any time, yeah. I mean, that's... At any time. Fun fact, I didn't know this. Pakistan actually has the fourth largest military in the world. Did you know that? The fourth largest. Or fifth largest. Yeah, wow. So yeah, they've got a mil- military size of just under just under a million, so seven hundred, like seven hundred thousand people, uh, military personnel and stuff. So, which is scary to think about. How once again going back to well, I suppose they've got a condensed population, seven hundred thousand, seven million, seven hundred like sorry, four hundred million people, something like that. Um, and uh, then you know, obviously, you get big military as well. So, which is good. Yeah, that's oh, right. I, I don't know if it's good, but yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, two hundred twelve million, it looks like, which is. Yeah, which is probably what well, that'd be top ten easily. Um, it's funny because like the biggest military in the world is the US, like in terms of the amount of money they spend, and I believe the amount of people in the military. And you've got China and you've got uh, Russia. There's like a big drop off. Like you've got sort of four or five countries, then it goes away. It's sort of interesting how. I mean, surely that's going to have to change too. Like with uh, with the world coming back to some form of normalcy, but what really is normalcy anyway? It's just different. But um, hopefully that's you know, people start to realise that we need to spend more money on areas that prevent this sort of thing happening and we can look after our people and not spend, you know, an exorbitant amount on somewhere else. So, I mean, that'd be nice. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And what is normal? And I, I've been talking to a lot of people and it's just trying to be the... Uh, I've been talking to a lot of my friends and making sure everyone's okay and some people aren't doing as great. I've, you know, even been speaking to my family members, just making sure they know, you know, some people are, obviously there's this two spectrum of people right now. There's some people who are going to complete psychosis right now and I've been trying to talk to them and there's those people who are just sort of chilling back, which is, you know, which is good that they are, you know, other people are spreading fear. There's so much, there's a mixture of people, what's going on right now. And what I was at the beginning was telling them things will go back to normal. Then I thought to myself, what is going to be the new normal? I don't think it's going to be normal. I think things are going to change. But I have a, I have a question for you, Lachlan, and perhaps this is a rhetorical question. You know, the l- way of life that we're living right now, where we don't go to the gym, where we, we can't go to the gym, right? And, you know, we have to keep social distance from everyone. Imagine if this was new life. Yeah. What would we do to adapt this methodology of life how would our entertainment look how would how would our fitness look how would our work look i mean imagine if this was life yeah so like it won't happen just because um like if it does happen it it, it has to be obviously integrated and slow, like a slow transfer something like this so quickly you know if they if they said this has to be like this for the rest of time people are just going to revolt there's going to be massive civil wars across the world and potentially if it does happen then it'd have to come off the back of that like people wouldn't at this stage at this current stage there's not enough evidence to prove that it needs to and we could even if we have to be like this for a year it eventually move across but like without a doubt money resources would move to technology advancing in terms of virtual reality um, they're sort of predicted that over the next 10, 15, 20 years before, before obviously the last few months. So it makes you think like if once the, once people start to, I'm, I'm sure people are already working on it now, that's an avenue I'm sure that'll advance really quickly. And that's kind of scary in a sense, but it's also really, um, really intriguing as well. Um, and then obviously in terms of having to police, if you, I mean, this is kind of a political angle, but if people needed to be away from each other, like then, You'd be talking about police state, and then that, that's sort of where it gets a little bit dicey. So it's on the one Absolutely. hand, I understand like it had changed things, and we're heading towards that situation. But it's um, it's got to be yeah, it can't, it just can't be forced upon anyone because. It just you take away freedoms, and that's even an argument oh, you can have I, about I mean, that's... what's going on now. That's it. That, and that's why that was a rhetorical question. Imagine yeah. what would we do, right? <laughs> but it, it is so fascinating to think that the reason I asked that question, right, was to, to, to for you and I to think about the value of just being able to get out of the house and talk to people. Yeah. What is the value of that? And now, you know, if we go back, you know, if we step back for a second and to think what our ancestors went through to give us this life we have today, you know, because they would have got, you know, you look at, I'm talking about, you know, uh, camps in Germany in the time that, you know, people had to go through that suffering and there's, uh, you know, there's wars and all those things that happened. And, I'm, you know, there were religious wars and I'm not saying that we have to suffer the same, but I'm just saying that it is, it, is, it put, really puts things into perspective if this was new life, because I, w- you know, the people have gone through similar scenarios before 
and for extended period of time and right now you and i i i'm i'm so i'm struggling to be here like be inside right and just yeah. to think that some people have gone through this for an extended period of time just really starts putting things in perspective for you that you know we need to start going back to gratitude that you know always go that gratitude route of just saying hey man like we've got it good we've got it good it's yeah most definitely and i'm kind of my the way i'm kind of thinking about it right now is like when yeah there's going to be industries that like there's going to be a lot of even personal training businesses that might actually look to if they they realize the money they can make online they might actually stay there but in terms of when when you know we do eventually are able to integrate back into uh, each other's lives and everything else, we people are just going to be so grateful and people are going to spend money and kind of go a little bit crazy because it's like that rubber band effect. But people are going to be so at least for a short period of time, it's going to be like we've made it through like a war in a sense, like not not in terms of obviously the type of loss of life or how the loss of life came about, but certainly a battle where we're all been impeded upon and it's been taken out of our hands. So we're, we're going to be so grateful for, you know, I, I'm already grateful for what I had and what I still do have. So um, people are just going to come back to whatever they do, you know, whether it's community or training or work or just obviously socializing, that'll be a big aspect of it too. Oh, I think socializing that, is going to be the major one. That's why I can see a lot of positives coming out of it. You know, there's obviously the negatives that we know about, but I think once we actually get through it, it's actually going to put a wave of a lot of uh, a lot of positivity on a lot of people. I think for the situation we have, one hundred percent. It was we needed as a society. We needed yeah. a wake up call. I think and so. I remember if you listen to earlier episodes, and I was talking, we were talking about these things. And said, so, you know, we society has become complacent in a sense where we just complain about everything and we just you know sit there and whinge and you know not appreciate the things we have because everything is an issue so you know when everything is an issue it really puts things really puts things into perspective when you start looking at what happens when there is an issue because everyone you know starts if now going back to technology and like the advancement for a second and this is something that i can talk about because it's you know sort of my areas of my expertise and you know, I remember telling, I remember telling that Lachlan, I work with companies and I said to them, hey, like, let's move forward, right? Let's move forward. Let's move into what's the, what does the future hold for you? And what do we want to start doing? And it was always that like, oh, maybe tomorrow, maybe tomorrow, because, you know, why would you fix something that's not broken? And so, because it was never about that. It was always about, not about future proving and living. It was always about living in the moment and doing business on the day as well. But it, what it was about was moving forward in a way where you don't where you're not living the past because that's what causes the problems in everything right and then you look at technology and now uh, and then there's two groups of people the other group of people who jump ahead right you get the jumping ahead people some aspect of them are really smart because those are the people do start pushing technology the only problem is right now you know and i talk about this because you know i see so many people pushing for vr right Yep. VR, virtual reality, right? And I keep saying this. I think, I think VR, virtual reality, in a sense, what people are talking about, because people keep talking about those, you know, um, virtual reality in a sense where, like, you know, if you have got the VR on uh, the goggles and all that stuff, right? Yeah, yep, yep. That's about five years away. The reason being is just impractical at the moment, and there's not much, not much uh, that you can do with it, and it's just impractical in a sense where computing isn't just computers yeah, aren't there. Systems computers aren't, aren't up there. to facilitate facilitate that really do anything like you can go on a, a dodgy roller coaster ride for about 10 minutes but that's about it <laughs> and you feel sick after that because yeah. you know you get motion sickness and stuff mm -hmm. so there's a lot of advancements need to be made on that one but now what i'm going to talk about is this is the problem right now the problem is is when we said when i said let's go move online no one listened but now everyone is doing this online streams and everyone is doing content which is which is brilliant the, now the, here's the problem with everyone doing that is because now everyone is doing what everything was being done online before because they haven't come up with new ideas. They just started doing what people were already doing online. So let's say if there was a person who's running a business of doing, you know, X, you know, on site or like physical or a physical location. Now, instead of doing the same thing on online location, they have taken on what they were, what other people were doing online and have started doing that online. Yeah. So, yeah. so they, once again, there's a problem where, you know the problem into even though they moved online they didn't really actually integrate 
their own business and their own ideas. So yeah. that that go, that's a lot of it prob- is also you know there's there's going to be a large percentage of people that do what they need to and not outside that. And a lot of it is just needing to do it very quickly. Like, wow, my business is going to go under if I don't act in the next couple of weeks. So it's, yeah, people are still taking not the easy route, but it's just a very minimalist, very copy paste type of attitude. And that's what people, because I guess a lot of people still believe that it's, um, they still have that belief that it's just going to go back to the way it was before. Like this is just a temporary thing. So I think the people that see it as a temporary thing are the ones that choose that path and the ones that maybe have a deeper of understanding of kind of history and where things are headed. They're the ones that are actually putting more thought into it and, and um, doing it a lot, uh, doing it differently, I guess. And I want, I want to be very clear on our, this incredible podcast things are not going to go back to what you expect them to go back to, which are what the way it was before. It will never go back. Now, you just want to remember that, you know, all of a sudden people realize that, you know, they can work from home. Yeah. That realization means a lot. So this is this is a shout out for people who own businesses. Your employees won't want to come to work. And, you know, you say, well, you know, fuck them. I'm just going to hire another person. The other person is going to be the same. You know, so people have just learned that they can work from their home the thing about working from home is, and sometimes, you know what, people actually want to get out of the house and work in a place 100% because they, it gives them that break from home. Yep. What's going to happen is, or the thing is, but all of a sudden people realize they don't have to sit in traffic yep. for two hours to get yep. to work. All they you can do is just wear a suit in an office and not fucking fart whenever you want to and have to bloody nod at everyone and like that sort of aspect of it. Like I believe in... Uh, not you know working from your bedroom because you just can't you need to separate relaxation from work and everything else but everything else that goes along with it like yeah a week of going back on the trains are going to be like like this year what's going to happen is there's going to be a lot of co-working spaces pop up and people would want to work from near their home so you know maybe the near my home there's a co-working area yeah that makes sense and people will just pop up and rock up there and then you know in this close to their home they just get out, have a shower because people still need to have a shower and get to that, to get into the zone. Because then that's why I talked about scheduling. There's a video that we made under Zero uh, Media, which was uh, talking about scheduling as well. And it says because it gives you that, gives you that, um, gives you that switch to do something, right? Because you need those markers that tells you that now you're doing this. The markers for working is that, you yeah. know, you're now going to work and yeah. had a shower and go get up. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Um, so that you still need that. That's why right now everyone is feeling, dep- quote unquote, depressed and feeling anxious is because they're not getting that. So what you need, you know, what, what they will do is they'll still go to work, but where their work means they just step out of their house and go to the neighborhood's, uh, you know, co-working space. Yeah, but it just saves that you know that that mass gathering of people in like into a workplace in the city, you know, starting from. And obviously, companies will realize this as well because think of how much money they will save on running cost of huge buildings. You know, you right now, you know, NAB is a huge bank. NAB have sent all their employees home, you know, majority of them. You know, but think about how big the building that they run is, and think about how much cheaper it is for them to just let employees work from home. Yeah, you know. Yep. Yeah, so there's, obviously, there's a lot of industries that aren't on that bracket, but there's a lot of industries that are insurance, banking, uh, obviously telecommunications, like heaps of heaps of industries that won't will be, you know, heaps of retail, like retailers and hospitality is a giant part of the economy. So there's a lot of people that will go back to, I guess, you know, jobs and job places that they were at previously. But I mean, imagine cutting away 50% of the people that have to go into the city every day. Like imagine how much how much more of an enjoyable part like Sydney will be when me and people aren't having to rush in there every day. Like that's going to be hopefully that's Absolutely. And, the, and you know what will happen? Obviously, so obviously people, what I'm talking about, I'm talking about is clerks. Clerk in a sense, whether you're a bank teller, you're in a phone call, like, you know, you do, um, whether you do like, you know, call center, all of that stuff can be done from home because you've got a VoIP technology and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, it can be done from anywhere. Uh, and, you know, we've set this up before, so I know that it can be done. But, you know, those people can go home. And But imagine how much easier it would be to develop a city. You know, you could build, put buildings up in days because it'd just be easier because there isn't much traffic to control and there isn't much people to worry about. It'll just... The, 
all of a sudden the world will start becoming it'll be a new step into technology mm. and um and <clears throat> which you know but yeah go on no 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 you keep continuing it sounds really good yeah so it'll be it'll be an incredible step but you know so going going back to having a shower it makes you gives you that uh, feel of you know you are you need to do something i just want to quickly i want to bring up a little bit of a topic which is um or a talking point which is motivation i'll tell you what's going to go one one quick thing movie Sorry. cinemas i think they'll be the first one to go for sure but they've been going for a while though that's the thing yeah, that, they've been yeah. going since netflix came around it's yeah. like uh, blockbuster um, blockbuster didn't want to keep up with time they were gone in no time yeah, but they had the opportunity to keep up with their time but you know what happened they had a new ceo come on board who's the ceo who believed in believed that the online would never work that's why he stuck to thing um, they, they were so close even in fact there was a time Netflix was willing to sell Netflix yep. to Blockbuster. There's a really good podcast called Business Wars on Spotify and Apple Podcast if you guys want to check it out to listen to the whole story. So the whole story goes that Blockbuster was hap- was about to buy Netflix for pennies, right? For yeah, nothing. It's like 68 million or something. Kitty yeah, stuff. so yeah. so su- super cheap and they were going to they were gonna, and they were just going to go online. But what happened was uh, the the board of directors once again they were old people and I never have anything against old people and I'm, I will get into that old people thing as well. But um, you know I never have anything against old people. But the fact was the old people decided that no this isn't going to happen. So what we should do is we should move to back to what we do best is you know distribute DVDs and they shot them. They instead of instead of doing that what they did was fire the CEO who was going to buy Netflix. And they employed a new one who believed in what the board said. And what happened was Blockbuster failed. Yeah, go on. Um, yeah. But same thing with movie theaters. They they didn't they didn't adapt quick enough. Um, they didn't adapt quick enough and they're going to go. Yeah. They're not adapting. What they should have done is if they wanted to keep movie theaters around, they should have turned them into spaces of like, you know, event spaces. Yeah, yeah. Just like an arena, just like a... Uh, a, a hotel might do like they might put on music instead of just having a you know beers and food like they put on events they put on you know different sort of yeah they just didn't evolve yes. quick enough and like they made everything all pretty and they put new seats in and everything else which is all nice but like once once a big i think once a big um like a netflix or amazon prime one of those companies can lock in a deal with say sony or warner brothers where they can get instant release and pay that you know ten dollars higher fee or whatever it is once they can do that because there's obviously a big uh there's obviously a big relationship and um, imagine a big contract between um production companies who make movies and obviously um cinemas who put it on once that gets infiltrated which there's already been a few kind of smaller movies that have kind of done that like once a big movie moves over and once a big contract gets done like the new, it, it the snowball, new wonder woman snowball. yeah the new wonder woman went straight to uh on demand yeah, really. I did hear yeah, that so, was going to happen. Did they? They officially did it, did they? Yeah. So I think yeah, it went. I, yeah. I'm not. I don't think it went on Netflix, but I'm pretty sure yeah, no. it went. Uh, and there was a new movie uh, of the of Vin Diesel. It's called um, Blood Bloodshot. Bloodshot. Fast yeah, it was a huge 40. action. Nah. Sorry, Fast and Furious Forty. <laughs> no, the Bloodshot. The new movie Bloodshot. Right, a yeah, huge action yeah. film, huge budget film, went straight to YouTube. Yeah. Oh, really. Yeah, yeah, went straight to yeah, YouTube. YouTube's another one. I keep forgetting about them. Yep, yep. Yeah, the, they 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 they've got the biggest movie collection in the world for sure. You know, here's like the fun everyone uses it like Amazon Prime and all those other ones are like good and everything else. And Netflix, the thing about Netflix though is people are so locked into that that structure of paying the monthly fee, like they're going to have to figure something else out to be able to generate enough money to get you know to get people to be able to pay because that's obviously for the foreseeable few. I mean, the, I'm sure another subscription company will come up, but like. Netflix will have to, in order to get like a really big movie, they can't just stick to their $10 a month. You'd think they're going to have to do something. I don't know. Unless they've just got that much money where they, yeah, it's tricky. It's tricky. You know what, you know what, um, you know what happened with Netflix? Netflix is doing great and they're, they're doing great because they stuck to one thing. The only problem is they didn't, they, they stuck to one thing. Yeah, that's right. You'll yep, go yep. back to so not right now. Netflix can't get the rights to big movies because they just can't generate enough income yeah, yep. um, for big movies. But then you got that's why they have to produce their own films because they can't get the licenses to big movies. 
But when you, you know what YouTube does, and what YouTube does is you can buy movies on YouTube. Yep. You buy a movie for 48 hours and then you have to buy it again to watch it. Yep. So yep. if you want to watch it again. So YouTube got it sorted. So that's why they've got the biggest collection of movies yep. because people yep. would rather, you know, every time you watch it, you pay per view. Which and is, they've got uh, an established, they've got that established brand of it too. Like people are used to doing it um, for smaller amounts, like five or six dollars for, like there's been fights on there for quite some time and that sort of thing. And if it's a big movie, like fuck, you're going to pay, I mean, how much do you pay to go to the movies? You pay your $20 and then you pay $158 for some popcorn. So it's easy trade. That's exactly. <laughs> I, I watched the, I watched the movie um, Bloodshot on YouTube, which is yeah. the new movie that just came out. Good? Uh, it was meant to go. So what I paid for it was 22 bucks, which is exactly what I would have paid at cinema. The only difference was my friends could watch it here with me as well. Yeah. Did um, you, um, did you this, like this, it? I, I thought it was good. Yeah. It was, uh, a, it, it wasn't what I expected. Which yeah. Was okay. Good. Was it like it was a bit more in depth than a standard action film? Like it was a little bit more clever, or yeah, I you know so you go in with thinking with the you know the plot you you go in thinking that you know the plot yeah. because it's Win Diesel a little bit corny at the yeah. you know you're like yep you know the plot then the movie takes a twist okay and the twist you just didn't I didn't see the twist coming yeah. I was like oh do you still have damn. it for forty eight hours or was it run out. Sorry, what was that? Do you still have that on hire, or is that time run out? It's time run out. Ah, oh, no. Okay, no worries. Forty-eight hours. Yeah, fair enough. So, fair enough. I, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll have a look and see if I can send it through to you. But you know, it's a, <laughs> yeah, it was a good. So that was that was good. But what I think YouTube should do, YouTube should do a, what Audible does. So if you know, if someone from YouTube hears this, this is what you should do. You should give everyone who is on premium a free movie a month yeah because you know how audible gives you a free book a month so you give a movie credit and what you do is if you give that movie credit what will happen is people will keep paying that premium subscription because you know i so i pay for youtube premium but youtube premium doesn't get me movies what it does it just gets me a few extra things and you 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 know some people still listen to it right you can freaking switch your phone off yeah you can turn your phone up yeah yeah that's right. But what I would do as you, if, if I was YouTube, I'd give away one free movie a month and let people still charge people for other, if they want to get any extra movie. So give them like yep, what yep. Cre- one credit a month, what, what, um, audible does what, audible, yep. audible. Yeah. So audible is smart. So what audible has done is majority of the book are about, uh, 14 bucks, right? Yep. But you pay a twenty-two bucks. Uh, you pay, uh, I think it's like seventeen bucks, seventeen dollars a subscription a month, and you get. So I think it's fourteen dollars a subscription a month. I might be something else. Yeah, fourteen ninety. I might have to look exact right. number. Yeah. So I think it's like, yeah, you pay ten. It might be eleven. Same as Netflix, right? So you pay eleven dollars or something like that a month, and you get one one book for free, one audio audio book for free. But what happens is you you can buy other books as well. I think that's what YouTube should do and they'll be great. They'll be better for it. Yeah. PlayStation, PlayStation store actually do the same thing. So just like Xbox has for a long time, you actually pay to play online now. Um, so if you pay monthly, you pay eleven ninety nine a month and you actually get two free games uh, per month. And this, this month was actually the entire uncharted series, which is a pretty, you know, one of the biggest game series of all time. So the PlayStation have followed almost that same business model, which is really clever. That's right. Anyway, so that's uh, that's a little bit about technology and the advancement technology. So I want to go quickly. Once again, I want to stick to that shower. I I, I came up with a quote that's from and you know this is from me original. I want to talk about this, right? Uh, Which is do I have to do I have to do you have any references, mate, or is it truly? Uh, it's uh, Anik A Khan. Uh, wait, no, yeah. A dot Khan two thousand seven two thousand twenty. Yeah, <laughs> So the quote is, you don't need motivation. You just need to have a fucking shower. Mm. Right. The, re- yep. the reason I say more. that, I will elaborate. The reason I say that is because, you know, we keep doing, you know, hey, I need motivation. I need motivation. I need to do that. I need to do this. I need, you know, uh, uh, someone motivate me or someone do me. This. Like people watching motivation videos and, you know, you read a book or you watch a video. All of a sudden you feel motivated to do something. And then that wears off. All right. Um, that wears off. But there's what what stays is the habits that you build. And we always talk about this. And I think the habits are the most important thing. But if you ever if you ever know, like, you know, let's say if you're going out, right? Like after, normally when you'd go out on a night out, you'd go out at like let's say, you know, eight o'clock, right? Yeah. 
and most of the time you were you're really tired you feel you know you feel tired because you've just done the whole day you've gone to work and done all that stuff but then if you ever notice you have a shower you put on nice clothes all of a sudden you feel so excited to go out do you agree on that local 100% 100% yeah it's cold showers are awesome I've actually I actually don't really have hot ones anymore but yeah just the act of getting in there having a shower maybe blaring some music it's just like a reset that's exactly right so what that is doing is that's a trigger for your mind to let you know that you're ready to do stuff yesterday i had a yesterday for no no obvious reason i decided to have a shower and get ready and put on some nice clothes and this that that's when i came up with this theory all of a sudden i felt excited to do stuff excited to do stuff right and right now which is a time where everyone feels uncertain and everyone is saying that you know they feel anxious and they don't feel like doing anything productive because there's a lot of pressure to do you know there's a lot of instagram pressure the reason i what i call instagram pressure is the you know the the fake uh, the the what is it called the what's the word to describe that superficial pressure to you know everyone keeps saying if you come out of this pan- pandemic without build, you know building a new business or a freaking new habit or learn something new you know you wasted your time and you know absolutely true which is true i agree with that yeah. the only thing is the pressure is unnecessary yeah that's right and, and same thing with it doesn't need to be yeah those are examples it doesn't need to be those examples it just needs to be something relevant to your life i think um because that sort of pressure 100%. of having yeah it, it's a different it's a variable that that it's a nice Instagram quote and it is really true and it's a good hustle, but a lot of people don't need hustle right now. They just need to do one thing, right? They need to do one, one foot in the other type stuff. One, that's, that's exactly right. And they need to do, they need to do one foot. That's right. One foot in front of the other. What it comes, what it comes down to is the fact that, you know, although there's that pressure and then there's the other pressure, what it comes down to is the fact that you have to want to do things and do what you feel like doing and do what you've always wanted to do that you needed the time for whether it's talk to family or do watch netflix right like you know i i i never i don't normally watch a lot of movies and stuff because i'm pretty busy most of the time because you know if i work from like you know 7 like you know 8:30 a.m. through to like 6 p.m. by the time i get home go to the gym i just want to you know there's not much time i have to watch movies and stuff but i have the time to watch movies so even if you want to do that you can go ahead do that you know that's what i'm saying so there's and then there's a the pressure to do nothing people are saying you know this is a time to do do absolutely nothing and hang out and just enjoy your like you know and be anxious first of all no don't be anxious because first this is where you need to stay positive you know being positive you should make a choice and you know right now uh, there's there's a big thing especially with millennial millennials millennials you know the what we are as well Lockland yeah you know there's a big we we have this weird need to continuously feel uh threatened and continuously feel uh feel like we're offended by something and you know we need to take offense to something and we need to be scared and we need to be you know we we have this weird thing about uh, the the millennials have this weird thing about them some of them is obviously people who born from anywhere from 1981 through to 1996 and um you know obviously everyone else everyone calls us the entitled generation and you know people who um, you know there's so many variables as to why we are like this but you know the, we have this feel to you know we have this need to make, feel that oh like you know we need to feel things we need to feel annoyed we need to feel sad no the, the thing is just change your perspective of what's going on in the world and you see as to how much better off you are and all of a sudden you'll feel better and the thing is but they don't want to do that because changing the perspective mean then you can't play the victim card so Yeah so that's the game that's going on there but going back to the motivation thing what, what, what need- I think what the reason that occurred is obviously social media was a big influence on it because it gave people a voice um people a voice who necessarily like everyone deserves to have a voice but it gave people the platform to um you know put their opinions out when they don't really that, that we kind of don't necessarily need to in a sense like uh, I'm not explaining it very well but so throughout human history we haven't had the ability to kind of explain something and we actually it's a really good thing but also at the same time like most of that sort of thing comes from the western world or pretty much all does because we're we're all pretty lucky to live in a place where we don't aren't too worried about a roof over our heads or like we're not threatened by anything too major so people have had to create problems um create things to go at just because that's that's kind of human nature in a sense like we we've always you know 
from the beginning we've evolved from hunters and gatherers and so we've always had something to worry about and something to be can you know something to be concerned about so when you live in a society where quote unquote first world problems are your only problems like that's what i think that's what breeds that and then just having that that system where there's a million people like you can get on twitter and attack someone online and then people go after it there and it's like oh crap like this is actually getting us some attention and then that's kind of bleeds into everything else and it just become very popular that's one thing that i've loved about the um one thing i mean i hate the media coverage but one thing i've loved about what's going on right now is there's no more me too movements bro there's no more there's no more bloody uh getting people cancelled like that stuff is pushed away so it's um it's it's interesting it's crazy because it just doesn't a- yeah absolutely and I, I get think it there's other yeah there's other variables as well so the variables are things like you know um I these are variables like you know uh, the we are the culture you know what we are we're the nation of um, you know participation award yeah we're, we're yeah, the generation yeah, of yeah. participate participation yeah. award man that that shit is the worst thing ever like you know you think about you're giving people if the you think about the psychology of it you everyone everyone knows how habits work right habits work you know cue uh, you got you get the trigger you get the action you get the reward right. Now, if you mess the whole system up by giving the reward regardless, what's the point of doing anything? So it's easier to complain and get the reward because that's what we've always done, right? We've complained and we've gotten the reward. And I say we because as I'm speaking from like speaking and saying in a sense of millennials, we, that's what we've done. We've complained and we've gotten the reward. So, you know, you've got you've got the little Joey in his preschool. You know, he goes, oh, you know, then you got Joey. He was running. He, you know, he fell over and couldn't even couldn't even finish the race. And then you got, you know, Jared over there who finished the race. And Joey and Jared both get the same award. Yeah. What's yep, the point yep. of what's the point of Jared trying harder than Joey? You know, and what, what Joey did was just started crying. And so Joey got the same award. Then what was the point of Jared actually winning the race and actually putting in effort? There was no point. What Jared realized was he could get the same reward with less effort by just crying. Yeah, yep, yep. And that sort of behavior, um, it like when it's not, yeah, so like my parents, I was taught, I was shown a lot of love as a kid, but I was also taught to work for everything. And like, you know, in cricket, for example, if I get out and, you know, if I did something wrong, my dad would tell me, all right, you've done this wrong, we'll work on it, we'll get better. Instead of like, no, nah, you're all right, you did really well, that's not fair, let's go get Maccas, like, that's those little re- like that sort of kind of love like kill it like it's kind of like that love of teaching people the truth about life like a lot of that's sort of gone away so people yeah like that that sort of behavior that you did as a little kid that hasn't been that hasn't been taught that that's like you get to a certain age and you can't do that like that's kind of what school is meant to do is like you've meant to work for something and you get a reward and then you come back and do it all again it's for some reason like a lot of a lot of parents i like just have decided and i think that's where it really starts like it's the way you're parented and then from there you go on um so i don't yeah i it's only been 10 or 15 years where that's really happened like it's been well it's it's this generation it's it's the generation that all of it's the generation who is between i think 30 through till uh they would be so 1996 so so, yeah 30 through through the whatever that age gap is actually 35 through till so they were born in nineteen uh, through 1981 through till nineteen ninety six. So that's the, that's the maybe also it was parents as well because parents their parents would argue, and then you know be like oh you know let's do this and all that, and then also being told that you could do you know actually it's really funny because my one of my housemates just sent me a video which I sort of watched and he, um, Simon something his name is and he was talking about the fact that same thing that parents gave their you know parents argued for their children's and uh, what also what also happened was a parents were arguing with the teachers for their for the children saying hey you know you should give give my child an a and then teachers were the sake of just saving the argument they're just like yeah you know what everyone gets a you know and which which is really interesting because my parents so because i come from an ethnic background right now i want to i want to say this right because I know, Lachlan, you said this is Western world. I actually would argue because it's a lot of it as well. It's not just Western world. It's actually the same thing is happening I see in Pakistan as well. I see um, it might be a few years too late. It might be actually it might be few, the, the later generation of the millennials, but it's the same thing is happening. So maybe it's just a few years behind, but the same thing is happening there as well. 
yeah, it's the digital world, not the Western. Yeah, that's a little bit yeah. too general just because I obviously don't have an understanding outside of what I'm used to. So it's it's the age of growing. It's the digital age, yeah, which is, which yeah, is around it's the that digital time, age. Like that's right. Post, so, post thousands. Yeah. So then like, for example, my parents, right? Like if I, if I, let's say, fail something, if I fell over, you know what my parents did? My parents actually gave me shit for it. They were like, you know, in fact, instead of like going fighting, like if I got sick, I'd get in trouble. Yeah. So, which is a which is a really interesting way to think about it. Where I ended up growing up, like, okay, well, I need to put effort in, you know, because if I don't, I get in trouble. But you know, it's all almost a reverse psychology. Sometimes it was, and that's what it used to be. But you know, then again, every nation, every generation has their flaws and goods. But I think what we are suffering from is this. Two, there's a reason. And going back to the whole idea started from this is we don't have patience nor discipline or we need we need we continuously need need to feel motivated and we continuously need to feel that we need to do something big yet the fact is you can never do anything big without doing the small thing yeah, uh, yeah. You know, what's that saying about ocean make every drop you know uh, drop in the ocean you know uh, you know uh, ocean is made up of many mini many micro drops or something like that yep yep one yeah, what well, there's one drop, but there has yeah, I know exactly what you're trying to say. We won't get caught in the weeds there because we yeah, stumble over stuff. But and that's kind of the the I guess one of the cons of having uh, being so um, integrated in a uh, digital society is like you have access where you used to if you wanted to find something out, you used to have to go to the library and look it up, or you used to have to go speak to someone. Now you could, you've got the world in your hands, so to say. So that's kind of like that that ease of access kind of gives people just a natural sense of privilege and like um, we all have it too just because that's kind of part of living in today's society a little bit like you don't realize and that's a beautiful thing about the situation we're in now it's actually um it's actually forced us to kind of take a step back and and appreciate what we had what we do have absolutely it's the it's that great meme that i saw from the the meme the meme page on facebook the, the meme was you know the greatest greatest minds in history and it said it says you know early early sown times and you got albert einstein you've got nikola tesla you've got phd students and you've got all these people and then you've got karen on facebook yeah 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 <laughs> with the opinions you know right Bastion. so that yeah, <laughs> Karen on Facebook. Because it's true, everyone's got an opinion, right? Now, like, I hear so many, and people are talking, and we spoke about this in the last episode, so many people are talking shit about the government. Man, you don't know what it takes to make a decision on that caliber, so stop freaking, you know, picking on the government, because all you're doing is creating unnecessary noise that's diluting the messages that need to get across to people. That's one thing I've really has opened my eyes about going back on Facebook. I didn't use Facebook for nearly a year and then seeing that kind of political discourse that goes on and a lot of it comes directly from the media. So they're, they're, they're the blame for a large part of it. But yeah, like if, if you, you know, you can have an opinion, but you just, not, not many people really know what's actually going on and what's really happening. So like, it's just, it just is, uh, it's a, I, I think it's, it's a, it's a trait. It's a personality trait that people who are dissatisfied with uh, certain aspects of their life that have, and like, it sounds very confrontational. That sounds, that sounds kind of, uh, it, that doesn't sound overly nice, but I think it's the truth. Like people who, people who are happy don't, aren't on Facebook ranting about the government. Like it is what it is. Like, I think that's, I think that is what it is, you know? Well, that's that's it, and I think that that's where it's not. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel, for, for sure that's what you got millennials doing it as well because they've got an opinion about everything. Because millennials need to feel need to feel like they've got they've got a they get a say, which they do. And you know, I'm all look. I'm not gonna lie. I think millennials were the win because we're the most advanced generation there is, and. By the way, I also want to say it's not because we did something great. It's because we just happened to be there, right? But in saying that, we've we've adapted well. So there's some really cool quirks about us. We, you know, we're kind of cool. Definitely. You know, yeah. we're the nation that accepts people. We're not racist and all that stuff, right? Yeah, so which yeah. is the good side of things. So you know, I mean, we're the first nation. Like we don't see doors. We don't see borders. We just enjoy. You know, we don't see colors. We see people, right? Gender equality, all gender equality, stuff. and all yep. that stuff, right? You know, I've never seen. You know, I to be honest, I'm not gonna lie. I've never felt. You know, I, and I'm gonna. 
obviously there's been times that I would have felt racism coming through for a little bit, but I don't, in general, I've never felt like people were racist towards me, but I think people did exactly what they did to other people because they're mean to me because people are just mean to each other. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a fact, but I don't think my, my generation was ever mean to me because I was Brown. Right. So, which I want to, which I want to stress on how incredible that is because that equality comes across, you know, obviously, you know, you, you get the thing of, you know, people putting shit on you or, you know, shut up you know you this is you know a joke about this or you know joke about the, the your culture which i always appreciated because i got to do the same you know i got to make the whole you know if someone made a brown person joke i made a white person joke then it was ha ha this is funny but that's what we did so that's what we're really good at and we we know we don't care about borders you know we want open border policies and all that stuff which we are doing really good the problem comes in that we need to feel like that we are in constant constant distress because we need this we, because what you know the real problem is because we don't have real problems to solve yeah so we yeah. just sit there create our own problems and need to be like oh look you know i'm sad because this problem and this problem and, um, and that's in that's, that's in, the real problems that's but that's in bio like that's in a human's biological dna like that's deeply hardwired throughout history is those sort of things that have happened and that sort of um even like our, the way our body, like we're, we're meant to be, we're meant to be under a certain amount of stress, both physically and mentally. So when that, when, and when that's not happening, like when you don't have, like when you're not say pushing for a career and you're not putting yourself under pressure or when you're not physically exerting your body or when you're, yeah, when you're kind of just playing it safe, your body, you, you still have that hard wire, you still have that DNA where you need to get after something, you still need that stimulation. Like, and then, yeah, that's why that I think that's exactly how it all came about for sure. Like a large part of it, anyway. Yeah, well, that's it, and it's yeah, it's it's interesting, and you know, and I think this is so many people talk about this as well. And uh, one of the things that come, one of the people who comes to mind is Gary Vee talks about this that our generation has a bad relationship with time. We just want everything now. We don't want to work for it. We don't have the patience. We just want everything now. Which goes back to saying the whole thing, if you if you need, if you, the reason people are struggling with motivation right now is be, because people are trying to do everything, which, and which I'm a big advocate to do everything in the life you can, but you have to do it step by step. Yeah. You have to do, you have to start small, you know, you know, if, if you post a video today, it's not going to get a million views tomorrow because you'll get, oh, I posted a video today, didn't get a million views. What's the point of life, you know? Um this that's not what that's not what's going to happen you know if you the, this is a good time to build a habit and that's what it goes back to saying you don't need motivation you need a shower yep yeah. yep i think um and that's yeah that's uh, say your quote again one more time you don't need motivation you just need a shower yeah no, that's brilliant and like uh jordan peterson speaks about that rough like has that kind of concept he speaks about in 12 rules for life um how like if things are going on if there's chaos around you like you've got to just eliminate things and you've got to go back and go back and you know if you're really not in a good place you've just got to go back to what you can control your bare basics so making it better in the morning sticking to a routine having a shower that sort of thing and that sort of builds like that one little thing um builds you know kind of can create a really good thing throughout the day um and exactly right it's just about having one little thing at a time it's so easy to get overwhelmed um but the beautiful thing about it is we it's in our control too it might not feel like it. There's a lot of things outside of your control, but I think when you start looking at things that way, like when if you look at things that make you stressed or things that cause you anxiety in your life, like there's two, there's, they they come from two places. Like you can either control it or you can't. And the things you can't control, well, accept it and realize that you can't control it. So don't worry about it or try not to worry about. It. You're still going to worry about it anyway, but realize that you don't have any control. And then the things that you can control. You either eliminate the source of the stress or you um, break it down and try to remove it that way. So you can either like eliminate a, a bad person in your life who causes you a lot of stress or you just kind of have to, you know, if you're scared to do one thing or another, you have to understand why you need to do it. So um, that's a, yeah, that's a really good way to kind of alleviate a lot of that anxiety as well and something I've done for myself too. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. And that's the way. And I think... I think we'll, if we start following that sort of like a you know system where we focus on what we can control, I think we'll be better for it as a as a nation. And you know, think of the things that we could achieve uh, by coming together and doing all that stuff.
Yeah, most definitely. And when you feel better too, when you're positive, you get more things done. Like you look forward to the future. You can take on more things. And when you get down, like things just start to build up and you don't walk forwards anymore and you sort of just try not to walk backwards. And it's just not it's not overly great, but we all go through it as well. So um, it's just accepting that it's normal. Like we can't not have it. It's part of being a human. So kind of embrace it, learn from it. And, um, and obviously obviously it's the truth like that the strength that you have to muster up to get through that is the strength that's going to help you push through and become successful or do the things you want in life so even though the difficult part might be difficult and overwhelming once you in order to get through that you have to get through to the end bit too so um kind of understand that you need those little um you need that you need the you need the trauma a little bit you need those difficult times in life because you bounce back and appreciate you know when if your first time when you go to the if when you go to the pub right like or your next time if you go out for a few drinks in a few months whenever it's going to be you're just going to appreciate that moment so much because it's something that was like you took for granted and you know now you have it again so yeah yeah difficult diff- difficulties are the fun yeah you, know, you need difficulties to make everything more fun that's a, that's just the fact of things yeah because you know, if, if you don't have you know if you don't have the difficult things in life then the easy things just don't seem as fun. Yeah, great. It's just reward. Like, yeah, it's just that feeling. It's just like when you go for a run and if you fart ass around, well, you don't feel all that good afterwards. But if you push through, even if you don't make it, even if you quote-unquote fail, like you wanted to run 5Ks and you only made it four, that doesn't really matter. If you put in 100%, then that's really what matters. Um, and that, well, that's it. Yeah. And uh, I want to quote uh, the great uh, David Goggins. It's like what he says in his book. It's like, I, ho- uh, I hope this book doesn't motivate you because it's, motiv- it's not about motivation. Actually, it sounded more like Trump there than actually yeah. David Goggins. <laughs> you need to go deeper. Uh, oh, no, no, Goggins does have that voice, doesn't he? He's very scratchy. He's been yes, through the hard yards. It's a, yeah. it's a, it's, it's, I hope this book doesn't motivate you. Yeah, something like that. Although I, I I got really good at Trump impressionation. impressionation. Yeah, all right. <clears throat> yeah, America is a fantastic country where it's just fantastic. Yeah, you gotta. I'm just gonna stop there because that was good. Yeah, the voice is it's all right. Good, but once you learn the mannerisms, yeah. and you can say it's huge or it's it's the best, it's we're the biggest, we're the baddest place on earth. Huge. We're 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 better than everyone the else. I heard what he said the other day. He's like my my uh, my bloody um my. He said that his press conference about coronavirus got more views than the uh, Bachelor finale. That's actually what he said in a press conference. Like my last press conference got more views than the Bachelor finale did. I'm like, oh, this guy—he's just so crazy. <laughs> <laughs> he's a comedian. That's what yeah, he is. It, 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 that's why I kind of love it because the system had been run by bullshit for so long that even though it, it took a guy like this to come in, which we don't don't like, and a guy like that sort of personality to have that control, you don't want. But I'm also thinking like it's going to just wake people up and then people are going to – and now they want someone like a Joe Biden who's 83 years old and he's got dementia and he can barely speak. So <laughs> it's, a, it's a strange thing. Like, And I'm not trying to put shit on him because that's a serious condition. A lot of people have it at that age. But the people – like they, they haven't put anyone good up. They had Clinton last time and she might be the only more corrupt person in this world than Donald Trump. So, I mean, at the same time, I'm not really a Trump fan per se, but – they're not giving a lot of good opposition like it. Yeah, there's not there's not not a good lineup, is there? It's just not. It, that's what's happening at the moment as well. And that's what I'm seeing a lot of the a lot of the places. There's just not a good lineup for people yeah. who could go run for a prime minister. You go at the moment where I was I was talking about Pakistan Pakistani uh, politics with my mum the other day, and we're just saying, you know, if if uh, you know if Imran Khan basically get you know doesn't run for prime prime minister again the next next term next uh you know political term there's no one there's no one who yeah, can actually yep. s- do what uh you know is worth voting for same thing with america there's no real president like who el- who the hell yeah. are you gonna vote for well you know, and you- who's who's qualified for it as well like this is a point that joe rogan talks about a fair bit it's like who's really qualified for the role you've got to know a bit about education you've got to know a bit about finance you've got to know a little bit about you know operation everything else um and so like on the one hand it's obviously the most important position that you can have. And like, we, we are a society that needs to be led. So you do need a leader, but to, it, it kind of just showed the flaws in the system that it's a popularity contest at the end of the day. Like you're voting for someone who you like, it's just 
about getting numbers and whoever gets the most votes wins. So uh, a position like that that's so important in a country and in the world, like it, it, it kind they kind of just opened themselves up and they had they had people who were in there before and then the meet like this is getting really political now, but the media goes one way. So you watch CNN and then you watch Fox News and they're talking about the same thing in two completely different ways. It's so biased. There's so much business and money that's involved with it that people who are there shouldn't be there. And you've got to, like 70% of what a politician does is raise money to get enough money so they can run their campaigns. So where's that money coming from? So it's just a flawed system. So that's kind of the positive out of a Trump coming in is it made people realize like, this is kind of what you've, this is kind of what you've done to yourselves in a way. Yeah, absolutely. And look, media is so fucking corrupt. Like media yeah. is the, you know, you think of Trump, you know who's worse than Trump? Fucking yeah. media. The exactly. mass media, especially the... You, fake news. Because the thing... Your fake news. Your fake, your fake, it's fake news. We need to address fake news. No, but like, you know, I want to I wanna say an example. So a few, a few months ago, uh, a sunrise, a sunrise or whatever they call the morning show rain uh, story in Australia, right? The story was about these women who posted uh, on her social media saying that, you know, she wakes up at 4.30 and makes her husband breakfast before he goes to work and then later works out and meditates. And, you know, and I, and you know what, what the channel did? They cut out the part where she does works out and meditates and gets stuff done before the kids wake up. And all this showed was on, on the, on the channel, all this showed was, I wake up four thirty in the morning to make my husband breakfast, and they talk oh, mad yeah. shit about her. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was so ridiculous. And what actually happened is he owns a he. I think he's a construction worker, um, and he they also own like a boutique, a small personal training business as well. So he works like fourteen, fifteen hours a day, something crazy. His wife has like they have kids. His wife. I think his wife supports the personal training business, but obviously understands that he's got to get up at 4.30 in the morning because he works construction as well. So he's got basically two full-time jobs and his wife's there supporting him by getting up and kind of, that's the only time they get to spend with each other. Yeah, yeah, because, the yeah they, they like, said she was uh, making, yeah, she makes yeah. breakfast and does, and they, they've left out the part where she said she meditates and works out. Yeah. But because that's a full morning routine, because then it would be like, well, she you know she's waking up just because a she wants yep. to spend time with him, and but they left her, and, and then that they, was like oh, prime time Channel Nine, like breakfast TV. That was like not some dodgy frigate. That was the some of the most highly rated TV in the country. Yeah. So like so little, either it's definitely some corruption. But for me, it could have just been whoever the producer was that put that story together. Just no, well, no effort just, at all. It's just not. You know, no, no, no. This, it's not about effort. They, they, they're doing that because it's more spicy. Yeah, it's more true. spicy. Yeah, and course, I, I and course, I know this. Of course, yeah. yeah. It's more spicy and it gets more reviews. And it's like, uh, it's like the whole story about you know you got uh, what is the what the one sixty minutes and the, man, these people are so crap because they would go far as getting anything for views because you know what's happening. They're scared. They're scared shitless because the reason they're scared. Is because online social media yeah. is taking over, and they yeah. gotta do anything to hold on. And they right now they will do anything. They don't care about people. All they care about is how many people are staying tuned yeah. in right now. Yeah. And exactly. more people are more likely. To, yeah. Um. So that's why that's why this is spice. And so what I'm gonna really say to people: if you get your news for anyone from anyone who is who is a not federally run, so you're gonna you maybe something like. You know, I think ABC is still some what federally run, right? It's still part of some has something yeah, to do with yeah, the government, doesn't public, it? Public, yeah, publicly funded, yeah. Publicly funded. So you, you, if you're getting your news from them, get your news from them. Everyone else is so corrupt. I actually did a, I actually did, um, I recently had to look at a article for someone which was based uh, for for my university, and we were like, it was for, um, you know, they asked me to look at that and see if I could see a political agenda, like, and hundred, the whole article was inundated with agendas in it you know there was so much agendas of just try to do different things because you gotta think about media hosts so much powers and they want to do what works best for them and as a company they're a giant of our own and it's a whole freaking world of its own that whole mass media and they will do anything to make sure that whole thing keeps on running yeah. because they're threatened by freelancer freelancing journalists and all that stuff but there's one thing i want to say Man, I went to university because, you know, I obviously studied communication. And when I was at university with the idealistic journalists, they used to tell me how they were going to change the world and we're going to get the messages out to people. 
and these guys were so brilliant and bright and you know motivated what the fuck happened to you when you started working for channel 9 yeah what when what all of these what happened to you what happened to all your idealism why are you working for those people that's what my question is yeah yeah it's just the money money can corrupt and like it's a it's kind of the prestige of working the job you realize and then it's too late like it's the same with being a politician as well like pretty much all of them going to it with really good intentions they want to they want to do their best to help change society like that's ultimately the best way to do it is to go into politics because it's got so much you know potential to change and money just takes over so corporation whoever's funding it like oh we could do this or we could also do this that this company wants to do and there's so much regulation on that that gets dodgy than the people that are in charge of regulating kind of funding they get bought out and then same with media companies and um i even there was a really good example last night of just absolute nonsense tracy grimshaw she might be one of the worst in the business so many people hate her and she was talking to the financial minister of australia i can't what his name is but she basically she's just really aggressive coming at him like all right people getting depressed like people uh, people getting uh, you know they're getting fine for being on park benches when is this going to change when are we going to get people out like when can people thing and he's sort of just given her an answer that we don't really know yet whatever else and then two minutes later she goes well new zealand have gone to level four and they've gone to lockdown why aren't we and it's like what do you talk about one second you literally just yelled at the bloke because we can't do anything and now the other hand like two minutes later you're fucking getting angry at him because we haven't gone to a complete lockdown which would heightened restrictions even more so so it's just it's i mean there's so much contradiction and that's what i kind of like if people kind of analyze just a little bit of what they're saying like you don't need to be you don't need to really know what they're talking about you just kind of have to have a rough idea there's so much contradiction and and just focus on that negativity and obviously it's a really sad and tough situation so we need to be we need to be telling like at the end of the day, like if you don't create some like a sense of fear in people, they're not going to listen. So people aren't going to isolate. So I understand that, but it's just everything is about fucking oh the coronavirus, the catastrophic virus, the the even the fires, the catastrophic fires, killing people, taking lives. It's just like fuck you know, <laughs> like this is just such bullshit. But yeah, you're right. It's the only thing, and unfortunately, a lot of online businesses have the same like the clickbait, the, the titles that are really overly controversial and ultimately that's what sells right so yeah, you could argue that we even are blamed for it too because yeah. they, they have to make it for the consumers and the consumers are the ones like uh, mainstream media haven't been more viewed for a long time than they are now so it's just like it's like a it's a dirty slippery slope it's, it's a business of fear it's a fear yeah. business now i it's like you know you could say you know the, you could argue that you know the whole idea of like you know same thing online youtube videos are doing all that stuff the only thing is they aren't making mass differences but like you know when media talks because people believe that information that's the problem yeah yeah well that's exactly right like if they if people stop watching they stop doing it they realize that that's what people gets people in so yeah so it's you know ultimately yeah it's ultimately our fault anyway yeah it is exactly that's kind of how this work though supply and demand eh? yeah Uh, with all that in mind you know i guess um we'll start wrapping up i guess everyone needs to stay safe have a shower (laughs) have a shower and you know do you know hang out with your family and And stay away from 5g yeah stay (laughs) ah No, you, we should have done, talked about it in the beginning uh, of this. Yeah, no, well, maybe next one eh, we can get into that. But no, I mean, that's just yeah, craziness in itself. Just be vigilant. Like, we're all going through stress. Uh, we're all going through a difficult time. Um, and you can be a little bit nicer to yourself. You can understand that things are uh, not like they've ever been. Like, this is unprecedented. So we don't know how to react. That's why things seem crazy. But just, just start by doing something a little each day. Um, you might not it doesn't it actually doesn't feel like it's going to help because it, the feeling isn't there yet you've got to do it and then you feel a little bit of it's just like doing this podcast um, so it's yeah just do that just do a little bit each day and we all want to stay updated with what's going on I, I even though it's a different way to get your media I would much I would much recommend people reading and going through different channels online channels than watching the news like it's easy to watch the news because you get it all spoken to. You don't have to think much, but I would really recommend if you're going to ABC, something like that, that's way less sensationalized. You're going to get better or just going on to a few different channels, go on to the daily mail, go on to nine news, go, just go to yeah. three or four different places. Or if you want the most up-to-date, yeah. accurate information, you know, Australian wide, just go to Australian governments because yeah, they, well, they, right. they're doing very well to keep up the yeah. information or, 
Yep. You know, they've set up a WhatsApp WhatsApp thing as well. You can just e- message them saying what's news and they'll just reply to you. They let you, like you get an automated reply, news reply. Just don't, or give, them to, your, just don't give them, uh, just don't allow them to have your access. Your, ha, have you heard what they're talking about with that new app? No. Where they're talking about being able to access people's location at any time. Uh, it's going well, to be like the, a health app where, yeah. That, that's, see, I can see a lot of benefit in that. But if you learn anything from history, anytime you give up that much freedom, shit goes bad shit goes south so i just don't like like anything like that that's forced upon people it's just it's ugly uh it just doesn't it's just ugly absolutely absolutely so i mean people, open up a can of worms that's, we're that's, to wrap that's, it up. i know I, I i could get into it and I, that's my favorite topic as well yeah the, thing, uh, the totally. thing is just just i mean yes and the only problem is we've already given our information to google as well so yeah well that's right so that's 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 the problem of it. Like you know, yeah. how you you are you know we're getting annoyed at giving our information to our government, which who swear swear to look look after us. Um, but you know we we're getting annoyed about it. But when we have already given our information location to Google, access, yep, location access, who said in very clear words, we will use your information to to better optimize our ads. This is the terms yeah, of condition yeah. on using our free service. Do you think Google Maps is free? Get the fuck out of it, you know? Yeah, 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 exactly. No, that's a great point. That's a whole other can of worms too. That's maybe oh, good, so many cans of worms. And then we always uh, open it up at the end. No, that's, that'll be give us some good direction for the next one. But, yeah, no, that was a really, really fun and enjoyable podcast. And we covered some shit that we're going through and covered some things that we could all get better with and and learn from so yeah love it man thank you sounds good let's wrap up thank you so much for listening to the claritamines podcast also if you have made it this far and if you haven't checked out the all new podcast called the fitness lab with lachlan terence and tim in it it's it's a brilliant podcast where they talk about um fitness and everything about fitness and everything surrounding fitness so definitely check that out and uh, that's available on also on spotify and apple Podcasts and google Podcasts also jot lockman just so you know all of our podcasts are now available in google Podcasts. ah google baby yeah clever dummies the fitness lab all under the zero media banner eh? let's go that's it uh, check us out give us a like give us a follow on insta on facey and uh, yeah just take care of yourselves take care of the people in your inner circle and um we'll be through this soon don't you worry just keep your heads up Love That's you it, and we'll be we'll be stronger for it. Love you guys. Bye.